parents were strict. When I was in my class. Everyone has a unique gift, and Mike and Diana, host of the One Life podcast, believe that most people don't know how to use their gifts or what they are. Mike and Diana want you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, fashion, music, and film. It inspires, motivates, and creates positive energy, love, and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships. Overcoming adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life Podcast to your playlist. That's the number one NE Life. Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the One Life Podcast. I am Mikey Marcy Reed, and as always, I got my co-host, hey, Diana hey, Gotti, from the AV Wellbeing Coalition. favorite person to talk to. Hey. Doing it the Gotti way. <laughs> you don't even let me finish my intro. <laughs> I told you it's a good time here. Anyways, uh, well, time. first of all, we got a... Um, what's up, Melissa from hey, uh, Smorge and Morris? How you doing? I'm doing great. Okay, let's put the microphone closer to the that's, mic. That's my home girl. Oh, my God. We Better? Just- yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You yeah, just jumped see. into it. See. I know, cause you just threw me off. Like, <laughs> no, I just amped you up. You I have. Not. I'm in such a good mood. I'm in a great mood. I'm. That's great. I'm actually yeah. happy that you're in a great mood. I'm. I'm in a. I don't know what this mood is. I know this is a languishing state, but. You seem like you're in a yeah. subtle mood. Yeah. I know. It's just. I, honestly, I do. I overthink things, and I'm trying not to. But it's just the way I am, and the way my brain works. Like I got to understand things, and, and there's yeah. certain things in my life right now that I just don't understand, and it's bothering me. And it's gonna bother me until I figure it out. Um, well, I take that back, because like I was telling Tanja yesterday, um, it's gonna it's gonna bother me until I I'm okay with. Okay, you know what? I tried. I did my best. There's no more I can do. Yeah. Then that's when I move on. When it's out of your control. Right. Right. Even though, yeah, it, it's, it's probably still out of my control, but at least I try yeah. to put in the effort and, the, you know, um, time and energy into trying to figure it out. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a quitter. Like I don't give up on anything, whether it's a project, relationships or anything. I don't, I, it's hard for me to give up on anything. Like whenever I do anything, whether it's a project or any type of relationships, right. I give a hundred percent like this past couple of months i think i turned down two projects from my past you know entertainment where people wanted me to work on things and i actually told them no because if i can't give a hundred percent then i'm no good to you the project or myself and that's just how i am across the board even like relationships if i don't commit to anybody unless i know i can give a hundred percent but once i give a hundred percent to whatever it is i'm all in like it's hard to get rid of me at that point until i i, I can understand like okay you know what this is not good for me yeah like, I mean, you know I mean, I think you just have to be careful with that because you don't know the outcome. I think um, not being in control can allow you to lose control. Um, I think the biggest strength is to let go and allow things to flow, you know, because trying to be trying to control something that's out of your control is going to just derail you. I, I feel no, I, I feel I've experienced yeah. that. I, I, I agree you with you. I mean? No, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that's a hard balance because what do we tell people in business? Yeah. Right. Like I was just reading something on your profile um, on Smorge and Morris um, that you wanted to quit so many times. Absolutely. Right. But we tell people don't quit. Keep going. Right. We don't say, OK, we'll just let it go. No, 
Right. Yeah. So there's contradicting like in certain aspects, like, yeah, I get it works in certain like in business. We always telling people to go. But when it comes to relationships and t- stuff, people are constantly telling me, oh, just let it go. Just let it go. It's like, um, I, I don't think understand. It, you got to be careful, though, because it's not a one size fits all. You can't right. you can't control your relationship like you control your business, your work, your yeah. business, because, you know, that's where a lot of failure comes from, because it's night and day. It's it's. You know, I mean, can you kind of... Yeah, I agree. You can't, like... A relationship, you're dealing with a personal... A person's feelings. Mm -hmm. A business is business. Mm. You know, they say you don't mix the two. Yeah. So I think that you can't really use those modules for personal relationships in business and vice versa. Yeah. You can't. It it doesn't work that way because you're dealing with an actual person and um, and with boundaries and with business. I'm not saying that there isn't any boundaries, but you're going to go get it right. People are determined to see that goal, to see that out. And sometimes in this business world, it's 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 a wild, wild west. You know, sometimes you have to claw your way to the top. You know, and and that's understandable. But in a relationship, you can't really claw because once you're clawing, you're you know, you're causing wounds, you know, but if you're a lot, if you're allowing yourself to kind of navigate through that and you're going to have to listen, that's going to be your biggest thing is being patient and listening. Right. No. And I get that. I guess it is, is mindset. Right. Yeah. So like, look at, look at older couples nowadays been together 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. You don't see that no more. It's now with true. this new generation, it's two, three years and people are out. It's no one fights for it no more. People have lost values and morals. Right. That's what happened. And that's yeah. just with society nowadays, right. the way it's set up. And so back in the days, we didn't have social media. Right. We didn't have all these new technologies that made doing things that are not so great easy, right. easy, accessible. And I think just with a lot of people nowadays, and I think a lot of it has to do with parenting. Mm-hmm. Parenting yeah. modules have changed. Yeah. Um, and again, people just don't have the same values and 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 morals anymore. They kind of all flew out the window. And it, we're in a society of like anything goes. Yeah. So people don't value things right. The but same see, anymore. I, I guess it's a, my mindset is different because I'm old school. Like I've only had so like this last relationship was my fourth relationship in my entire life. All my relationships has always been long term because I believe in fighting for them. I agree. Like, look at look at my first marriage, twenty five years, and to this day, we're still good friends. Like, because we 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 established a strong foundation for one and a friendship, mm-hmm. to where it was it was stood everything that we went through, and we but we fought for it for all those years. Right. People don't do that nowadays. They no, automatically like they see hit a one a red, bump in the road, right, and, and they're, they're, out. they're yeah. out. Right, they swiping left, right from right. It's so easy to do that nowadays. I, I don't believe in that, so that's why it's still hard for me to process what's going on right now because I don't, I, I don't believe in that. Yeah, I mean, there's still other people that have the same values in you. It's, you know, sometimes you have to kind of get out of, you know, the, your area. Maybe I mean, the world is so big. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know, there's there there are people that have the same values, um, you know, but when you're just kind of searching for that in your area, you know, and you're kind of stumbling upon the, that repetitive, then that's when you kind of have to step out of that. You know, I mean, even with my husband, you know, I did grow up here in the AV, you know, 
And I just never was interested with anyone here. <laughs> it just never was my thing. I never really dated here. I didn't really care for anyone here. I kind of found my person, you know, down the hill. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of knew what I wanted and what I wanted wasn't here. And I understood that I had to step out of that. And I think a lot of people find that. That's why, you know, like another friend that we had on here had a long distance relationship in mm-hmm. a different country right. for years. But that was her That's person. Wild. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That is her person. And sometimes when you kind of meet your person, it's going to happen. But when you're, I don't know, like, Kind of won't allow it to just be. It's it's not gonna be, you know. If that makes sense, that's why I continue to tell you, Mike. It's gonna be all right. I always no. just believe yeah. that when you're searching for something, yeah. you don't really find it. Nah. Mm-hmm. It's when you let go yeah. and you just like Diana said, go with the flow. Yeah. Things just pop up. It does. They really do. Yeah, I even with my relationship with my husband, I was at medical assistant school. Like I didn't go in there like I'm oh, at the least place, right? Yeah. It's like when you least yeah. expect it, you're like, I'm here to learn. I'm here to get yeah. my thing going, and boom, you end up finding your guy. But yeah, see, you, even with that, it. so so even with that little uh, scenario right now, that's actually what I did do. Yeah. I mean, you you know the story. Yeah. I met her three years ago. You know, we was only friends, and and it just happened. Yeah. So that don't even work all the time because I did everything right. And I don't want to get into the whole thing, but. Exactly. So I'm like moving along. <laughs> we'll be so stuck Melissa, on this subject all day. We will. I mean, well, relationship, it's so beautiful. Communication is, is key. And I mean, speaking on relationship, I mean, Melissa and I go way back. I mean, we're actually childhood friends. Yeah. Um, we went to junior high together mm-hmm. um so me and melissa we go way back yeah, like way back both flats on the a cadillac <laughs> <laughs> so it was actually beautiful i am very thankful for my relationship my friendship with melissa um when i did move back to the av um i randomly was at portals in burbank so this is another one of those scenarios yeah another one just yeah. happen it, it when really you least does. expect it mm-hmm. yeah i act it was during quarantine so we had our mask and i it was for my birthday um, and I was with my mom and all I hear is a voice, Diana. And I looked, <laughs> I go, who knows me in here? I'm in Burbank. <laughs> hiding. You know, I'm trying to hide it here, you know? And I go, yes. And then she goes, it's me, Melissa. I was like, oh shit. Like, what's up? And it actually was beautiful. Cause, um, I had just relocated back in the in the AV, but I was trying to stay low pro. And it just so happened she moved right down the street from me. Yeah. So uh-huh. we end up bumping into each other at Portos and Bur- Burbank. Burbank, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, I just bought a house in Palms. I mean, in Lancaster. <laughs> like, and I'm like, where? And she's like, by the soccer fields. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I live right next to you, like yeah. right crazy. down the street. So we ended up just hanging out. We got into our small business stuff. Yeah. I was encouraging her. She really was, like, iffy about stepping out. Oh. and I was like dude just do it yeah it's just do so it. true um you know she gave me that encouragement and that you know just just believe in yourself do it um she was that friend that actually invested into me um she was the one that um invited me to the pop-ups so if it wasn't for Melissa I would have never met you Mike 
Because she was like, you got to get out there. You got to, like, follow these people. And, you know, um, the event that Diana had, um, she had also like, hey, you know, look into that. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to do it. And she was like, just just get out there. You'll meet new people. And I kept, um, you know, just making up excuses. And she, like, would find a solution for everything. And I finally (laughs) was like, you know what, let me just step out. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, Even that first mixer, I was like, I don't know anyone. Oh, Come yeah, I and, But in reality, it's like, why am I going to a place where I already know someone and I just kind of wanted to stay in my comfort zone? But I'm really thankful for you, you know, to oh. just kind of shoving me out there and just, you I know. I think everybody needs that. Yeah. They need that push sometimes because we do get comfortable. Yeah, we do. You know, and sometimes, like for me, I deal with social anxiety. Nobody would ever know that. Because I've had to teach myself to really, like, control that. And I had to push myself through those barriers. It's like, I know I want to reach these goals. I know I want to do this business. I want to step into other things. But how am I going to get there if I don't force myself out of this little protection bubble that I put myself into? So I started going to those mixers. And as much as I was encouraging other people to go, people had no idea (laughs) that I was probably 100 times more scared to be there than the person I invited. Like, true story. But I think that's what helped me is, like, being able to encourage people and being in the same place that they were in kind of helped me like okay I'm telling her to go then I gotta show up too it was almost like accountability for me yeah you know I can't encourage you and not be stepping up to the plate myself so that that really helped me a lot yeah so 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 let's start from how'd you get into it so, so we know how she got into it. So I started s'mores and more during COVID. I believe it was 2021. Mm-hmm. Honestly, where I'm at now, when I look back, it's like all a blur. It really is. Um, we were driving. My parents live up in Lake Isabella. My mom's birthday is in December. We're driving back with the kids. And we're just like, we need to do something. Like, it's so boring. We're all home. I just had a baby. And the kids love s'mores. I hated, honestly, I hated having to light the fireplace all the time just to like do their s'mores so I started researching I'm like wait there has to be a better and easier way so we came across you know doing it the way that we do having portable s'mores wherever and um the kids loved it and I was like you know what I think we're kind of on to something my husband is amazing at building stuff Mm -hmm. so I was like you know what I think you could build these s'more boxes and we could probably sell them so literally I made an Instagram, didn't think anything of it. The kids named it. My son made a logo for it within two hours, posted it up, and mind you, we're in December. I had no intentions of, like, getting orders, to be honest. And within a week, we were swamped with holiday orders, and Mm. I was, I was, crapping my pants I was like (laughs) what the hell are we gonna do like we literally have 30 orders for Christmas we don't even know what we're doing Mm -hmm. we didn't have a cricket machine to print out the logos for them like nothing we literally went the next day bought a cricket the whole business went down in three days like it went from a thought to an idea to bringing it to life within three days yeah to being swamped with orders and my, we didn't sleep for two days because we were like, okay, we're doing this. This is happening. Yeah. You know, and we started there and we just kept going. 
But I always knew that that was just going to be a beginning point for us. I knew that I had so many more ideas that I wanted to incorporate with mm -hmm. s'mores and more. So that's where the more came into s'mores and more. Because I'm like, I don't just want to do s'mores. I started doing strawberries and more elegant pieces. Um, and now we're moving forward to bigger things. You know, we went from a table setup to elegant setups, and now we have a trailer. Mm -hmm. So it was, it's been wild. So, so where did the creativity and just the business sense come from? Um, I've always been creative, mm -hmm. very creative, um, just crafting, cooking, being home with the kids. Um, I think a lot of it really started coming out of me when I was able to be home. I was a single mom for many, many years. So when I married my husband, he was like, um, I'm going to take care of you. Like, I want you to stay home. I want you to do the things that you like. So I was really blessed in that way. And then when COVID hit, everything shut down. And I was kind of like, okay, like I kind of got to know myself a little bit better in those yeah. quiet moments and be like, okay, this is what I want to do. I like yeah. this. I don't like that. And I just started getting creative. Like all the creators just like, oh, you know what? Today I'm going to try to do this. And yeah. tomorrow I'm going to try this idea. And I just started creating things. And out of nowhere on the drive, it was just an epiphany. And I was like, let's do this. Yeah. So I think just having uh, alone time mm -hmm. and being able to process your own thoughts and your own personality. So I think we get so caught up in life and being busy. And I'm an overthinker too. So when I wake up, my mind is already like a million miles a minute. I already know what my whole day is going to look like. I'm thinking 10 steps ahead, which again could be a good thing. And sometimes it's not. Right. It overwhelms you. Yeah. So when you jump into that with a business aspect, I had to learn to pump the brakes because I was getting ahead of myself. And then when things weren't working out, because I moved 10 steps ahead already, I really felt like I let myself down. Those are the moments that I wanted to quit. So I had to learn to really pace myself and just go with the flow and realize, okay, I signed up for this. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping for this. But if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Because I had to get the mindset and mentality that what's meant for me is always going to be there. Whether it's today, tomorrow, five years from now, whatever, like it'll be there if I'm consistent and I keep pressing forward, I'm eventually going to meet those markers. Yeah. So so Wednesday in our CAP class, we did an exercise. And I'm not sure if you guys did this exercise. Um, we did the past, present, and the future. We had to write down for, what was it, um, three minutes for each. So we spent three minutes, and Lewis timed us. You had to write down what you was grateful for for the past. And then he stopped. And then another three minutes, you had just write down what you was grateful for for the present. And then we had to do the future, right? It was a cool exercise. Three minutes is actually That's a long, a long time. That's a long time writing, actually. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, I could write a and lot so, in three minutes. Yeah, it's right. And so um, afterwards, we, we talked about it, and I was talking to Thelma about it, because um, they was asking, okay, which one was easier, which one was hard? So for me, the past and the present was so easy for me, because I've never been... I never had regrets on anything I've done in the past because it made me who I am in the present. Absolutely. Right? And so even with having these conversations like yesterday and just today, just a minute ago with you guys about how I am, like if you look at my past and even my present, I've been so blessed. Like I've accomplished a lot in my life, yeah. you know, com you know, compared to 
how I grew up and what I had to the cards I was dealt. Right. Like I've been so blessed. Like so when I look at that, you know, I do I, I am an overthinker and I'm always fast forward thinking. But I said the future was hard for me to write this time around because Dumma was like, but you know, you have skills, you 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 know your skill sets and all that, right? And I was like, Yeah, if I stay in my regular space that I'm used to, like entertainment, video and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I know, the, I know the future is going to look great, right? I said, but I'm trying to step into a different space that I've never been in. I don't know if my skills are going to hold up to that. So it's the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have confidence and faith in myself, but I've never been in this space. So it's kind of scary. And I think that's where my overthinking is coming into play. It's like, yeah. so when I'm looking in my future, I'm like, wow, but I'm actually going somewhere. Like the past 35 years, I've always been in entertainment, always doing the same thing. So if I stick with that and say, okay, what does my next five, 10 years look like? Then yeah, I, I can say, okay, yeah, I'm going to be successful because I, I know my skills. But I'm going into a whole nother space that I've never been in before. So yeah. it's kind of scary. I think that's where we have to offer ourselves grace mm-hmm. to know that we're not going to get it all right. Right. And it's okay to show up and not know. And just be present in the moment mm-hmm. and allow yourself room to grow and just be there and just be there and absorb the space that you're in. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think as overthinkers, we always go into things overthinking mm-hmm. and we want to know the outcome already because it also comes from a space of control because mm-hmm. that's something that I dealt with. Overthinking, I realized like that's just control like yeah. I have control issues yeah. like I'm trying to control every outcome <laughs> of every it. moment of the day and no but it's going no, through the I process do. you learn who you are yeah. and you realize even though you have great skills like she said you can be overusing those skills yeah. overthinking I realize like that's just me trying to be in control of everything yeah and I need to learn that I'm not in control of hardly anything yeah. you know and and I, and I think I'm trying to learn that because, but you got to understand for 35 years, I, w- I was a film producer. Uh, you know what a producer job is? Being control. Being control. Like I, cause it all falls on me. Like yep. I, on set, if I'm filming something, I got to make sure everybody's doing their job correctly. I got to know everybody's job. So that's what coming the play where I can say, I got to know everything. I got to yeah. know your job. I got to know if you're doing it right. Right. But that's why I was telling you, you can't use those same skills. Yes in your work environment as and in your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It just does not work. It's not. Know. You know what I mean? And that's where I was trying to like, I was like, oh, I can't wait till he finishes the <laughs> sentence. <laughs> she but is ready a, to drill you. But it's the truth. But, you know, we just had this conversation actually last night. We were watering our plants and, you know, my husband asked, like, um, I wonder what, I'm giving um, myself five years um, to just where we at, where we are at right now and to see where we will be. Mm-hmm. Right. And I told him, you know, what's beautiful about what we've accomplished to this day is that if you do go back, I would have never guessed, you know, that we would be where we are today and doing the things that we are doing today. Um, but I realized that we were able to accomplish that by just chipping away at it little mm-hmm. by little you know, because if I would have just gone in, you know, for like a handful, I, I bit more than what I can chew, you know, and growing up, I, I used to do that a lot because I needed to be in control. I need to be first. I need to be the best. And I was the one that was going to know what everyone was going to do before they even did it. Right. But I realized that that was a, a huge fear factor. And then it would disappoint me. And my husband would always tell me, 
Why do you do things with such high expectation? That's why you tend to be disappointed a lot. And I experienced that so much that now, you know, like my present self, um, you know, we're able to kind of navigate through that and pivot, you know, and just realize what's going to pull the bad out of me, you know, the worst out of me. And I'm able to recognize those things. So setting up for the future, I'm now, um, I guess, kind of navigating my ship a little bit better than just like, you know, pedal to the metal because I needed to have control of all of that. And I, when I finally let go, things just got so much better. You know, that's why I think I'm a little bit more relaxed and I'll allow other people to lead. Yeah, and I think it's just uh, taking all that weight off your shoulders. Oh, my God. It's so stress relieving to know that you don't have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. And that when you let go of being in control, it's like, okay, things aren't going to go all the ways that you want them, but that's where you learn and you grow. Because you're out of your comfort zone, you're not in control, and you're giving yourself that space to say, okay, I'm going to see what today holds for me. Right. Right. I'm not going to try to navigate the whole day. I know that I have an agenda and I have a to-do list, and I was very, very big about getting everything on my to-do list had to be done, or I felt like... You didn't do much. Yeah, I didn't do much. I wasn't productive. Um, almost even to the point where like you're undeserving of certain things because you're like, well, I didn't even really like get anything done today. And I had to learn to just be graceful and like be positive speaking into myself. Yeah. Because a lot of the times we get caught up in our heads and I realized the more and more I was doing, the more and more I was exhausted. And the more like the next day, if I had a busy day the next day, I just felt depleted. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Why did I do my whole list for the whole week in one day when I have all this week to do it? Like, why do I do that to myself? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm learning. I'm still in the process. We're always in the process. That's the beauty of life is that there's no destination. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's so like true. it's a journey. And every day we just have to pace ourselves. And we don't know what every day holds. We right. don't know. Yeah, no, and, and I think I've done better compared to my, you know, first marriage to this last relationship. Like, because um, he, and I think I get that control thing from, because I was always, even though I was controlling work, but I also was controlling my marriage and relationship. But that's because I think that's how she wanted it. Like, she wanted me to plan everything. I always, you know, plan all our trips, what we're doing every day, you know, how we're living. And, you know, just I always had to plan five years out. You know, so I did take it into my relationship. But then my second relationship, I tried not to do it as much, and it worked. Um, this relationship, I didn't do it at all. I had no control over this last relationship. Like, seriously. Like, I really didn't. So I'm learning as I'm going, and I think I'm not the same person I was, like, 20 years ago when I was Yeah, I don't married. think anyone Anybody. is. Right. So I most definitely. I'm learning it, but at the <laughs> same sure. time, I'm trying to still understand certain things because everybody's different. Yeah. That's you know, for sure. Everybody is different, and every every relationship is going to be different. So for me, I'm just trying to understand it. Yeah. So. No, but I think you'll you gonna be all right. I know I'm gonna be all right. Yeah. That ain't the point. I don't know. It's to me, the it's process. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's one thing about me. You and, you want me to just be okay. You just want me to be okay today. Like Mike, just let it go. Just forget it. Go move on. I've always like, been that way. I know, but but it's a process to that. <laughs> 
I had a it's friend. A it is. It's a process today. to get to that point of right. being able to throw your hands up. Do every I day. know I'm gonna be okay, Diana? Think. Look at me. Do you know I know I'm gonna be okay? Right. I'm gonna move the fuck on. I'm gonna be alright. That's where I'm. I don't know. I've always I, but, been able to just let go. Like, I know. Right, see, and I'm not good, that. Me. I'm right. But it's, see, it's good. <laughs> You it, one of those type of people that are like nigga, I'm a peace nigga. She's gonna <laughs> cut people off. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but see, I'm not like that. See, I'm, I'm a different type of person. I like, just because you're graceful. It, it requires grace yeah. to not be able to cut people off. Right, because I care that, about like, people. Yeah. I care about people, and and because yeah, I no no no, let me finish. Okay. Because <laughs> and, and I get certain people. I'm like that too. However. I actually take the time and energy to get to know someone. So if I, like I, I've said this before, people don't just wake up being an asshole every day. Absolutely. It comes from somewhere, right? So if you take the time to get to know someone, it's a different conversation. Like you're going to have a different Absolutely. conversation with someone. So if I know someone's background or their story, then I am going to be graceful. I'm, I'm have compassion and empathy mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. So I'm not just going to say, okay, well, fuck you. Peace out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give it time. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at now because I know the, the background to everything that's going on. And I hear you. And it's not that I'm, I could cut people off very easily. It's what I've learned is to love myself a little bit more than what I love that person because I've, this wasn't me always. I was very clingy or, you know, I needed, I needed to have control and I needed to know why that person no longer talks to me. But then I never realized at that per, at that time that, you know, that person has that right, you know, and now I'm just like, Hey, I pay attention to the relationship. And if it's toxic and if it's no good to me as an individual, then why am I keeping myself in that? So it's not that it's so easy. It's that I've learned to pay attention to myself, to love me a little bit more, to see if that is bringing out the best in me. Right. You know, and like you said, when you're no, when you're not good, you're not good to anybody else. Right. Yeah. So why would you continue to put yourself in that situation? At that point, you're loving that other person or that other thing that's keeping you, you know, like in that situation a little bit more than yourself. And, and you're right. And and, you know? and and we've talked about this. Yeah, I've never learned how to put myself first yeah. ever, and I think that's because the way I grew up. Like I, I've experienced, and I actually thought about this this morning when I was having my coffee this morning. I've experienced so much pain as a child because the way I grew up with everything that went on. That I'm I'm even though I know this statement is not people are not going to agree with it, but I'm okay with taking a lot of pain because my pain tolerance is kind of high. I know, I know the consequences to that. I know it ain't healthy for me, but I'm learning, I'm learning to not do that. But at the same time, I I still do it. I know I do it. It's a flaw of mine. I'm learning not to do it. Well, it's not a flaw. You hear the love. It's Mm -hmm. because you love, you still love, even though people will hurt you and they do all of that. You're still willing to love that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's where we are overutilizing our character strengths. And Mm -hmm. that's my number one. It's love. And that's why I know exactly where you're coming from. And I agree because I, I believe everybody deals with childhood trauma. Was you in the cap class too? No, no, I was supposed to be in okay. it, but I had like... No, because you're talking oh, like a lot of... Up. I know, because she talks... Like, I, I hear a lot she, of... I grew up okay. in a wild situation myself. Yeah. Like, I've never really shared my story. I think Diana knows some of it. Um, I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have the best childhood. I had my mom and dad, but it wasn't always the best situation. Yeah. You know, I was the youngest of four kids. There was a lot of gang involvement type of things going on, and I was oblivious to it all until about junior high. I had no idea that 
all this was even going on inside of my house until I almost got killed a couple times. And then I realized, like, oh, my God, like, you know. This is real. This is real. Like, this is the home that I'm living in. This is the family that I'm in, you know. And we don't have control of that. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't have control what family we're born into. Right. We don't have, as a child especially, we don't have control of our environment. Right. So that's where the trauma comes in. And growing up, until you get to a place in life where you realize, I messed up. And I'm not okay. And it's okay not to be okay sometimes. Yeah. But when you get to that point, it's like a beautiful space because then you start doing the inner work. Yeah. And it's such a true thing. Like, I never really held on to how, like, important it is that hurt people hurt people. Because... I was the one that was like, peace out. I would cut ties with people, family, anybody. Like, I didn't care. If you weren't with me, you were against me type of mentality. Yeah. And it was because of the hurt and the trauma that I had such walls built up around me that I just didn't, I couldn't handle any more pain or trauma. So I just didn't want to deal with people. I, for many, many years as a single mom, I kind of like secluded myself from family. Mm -hmm. And I did my own thing because that was my safe space. You know, I felt like betrayed in a way from like your family and your upbringing. You go through those phases of like hating your parents, you know, let's say, or not being happy with the way they raised you. But you get to a point where you forgive them because you realize they did their best. Yeah, they did. They only did what they knew. Right. You know, and and you also need to kind of know their background to Mm -hmm. understand why they were the way that they were. And once I started digging, then I realized like, okay, like they did, they did their best. They did what they could do. And now it's my turn as a parent to do the inner work and be a better parent for my kids so that they don't have to grow up with the same trauma that I did. And those cycles be repeated. Was I perfect? Am I perfect? Heck no. Like I got pregnant at a young age. I had my first son at 16 in the 10th grade. So I moved out of my parents' house at 18, and I never went back. So I worked since I was 16 and pregnant. I was in the streets from family member's house to family member's house, and then at 18 years old, I was able to get an apartment. I was legal, and I've been on my own ever since. It wasn't easy, but I think because I always had a positive attitude regardless of what I've been through, I was able to push through. Right. Yeah, you know, and so I think that's the beauty of learning our trauma instead of just sitting in it and being like, "Well, this is who I am." Right. Exactly. That's the way I was raised. Right. Like that's a cop out to me. Right. Because we've all gone through it. Yeah. Everybody's dealing with something, and there's always hope. Like yeah. this isn't just it. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, when you get into like people with depression and things, because I've gone through depression. And when I look back now, I'm just like, wow, like, it's so crazy to me how people could fall into depression. And you really do fall in this dark hole where it's like, you can't get out. Yeah, That's your mentality. Like, this is it. Like, I'm never going to get out of this mess. I'm never going to get out of this situation, whatever it is. When I look back, I'm just like, man, I'm a big believer in God. So I'm just like, God, like, you had me. Like, even when... I wasn't even close to God or I didn't even really like have a relationship with God. Yeah. I was just like, he had me the whole Full time, time because there's no way I got to where I'm at now without him. 100%. So it's, it's crazy. Life is crazy and it's beautiful. 
Yeah, I mean, you All always together. talk. A, you talk a lot about the we and the I system, right? And that's you exactly know, that's what a, she talked about. That's exactly like most, what you're most, about. most um, adults, uh, once they, or I should say, teenagers, once they get to that, you know, 14, 15, 18 years old, that's when you're supposed to shift over from the we system to the I system. Yes. that's what I did. I moved out when I was fourteen from the hood. I was like, I don't like this. Absolutely, like, I'm, I'm out. I, and so I, I was able to do it back then. Like I was like, oh no, I'm out. This is this is not for me. So mm-hmm. I do know how to let go of things where I know 100% instantly I know this ain't for me. So at 14, I left. And I, and I was homeless. I, I was just in the streets. I, I knew I can do better by myself. Absolutely. Than hanging out here. Yep. And, I, and I did. You know, it took me a while. Like you said, it took me a long time to figure things out. But I, I figured it out. Yep. But, you know, I'm, glad, I'm happy to hear that you, you was one of the smart ones and, and went into the I system. You, need, you went on your own. And start thinking for yourself. And it's crazy because it didn't just happen. Like, I didn't just develop that mentality. Like, oh, I hit 14, 15, and then boom. It was almost as like at a young child when you start seeing things and you start being self-conscious and uh, realize that you have your own opinion, your own self. Um, It probably was like around 10 where I already started because trauma was already happening around 10. I already started telling myself, like preparing myself in a sense, like, okay, when I'm turn this age, like I'm going to start looking for a job when I uh, turn 18, I'm moving out. Like I was already in the works as a child, which that's traumatizing because as a child, you're supposed to be a child. You know, and people will see a kid and think like, oh, they're they're a kid, they're fun, they're playing, they're happy, they're laughing. But in the background of my mind, I was always thinking as an adult. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to get out of this situation. I can't wait to where I'm old enough where I can just get out of here, where I can leave. And I think getting pregnant at a young age, I thought that that was a ticket out. That wasn't the case. You know, right. we, we all think that, you know, as, as another outlet of getting out of the situation that you're in. Only to find out it made my situation a thousand times harder. Now when I left, I wasn't just me. I had another person to take care of, you know. So now as an adult, I think everybody should deal with their childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, And really find that place within. And it's a process. And it's rough because when I first started, like I literally went through a whole month of literally like just crying. Yeah. I was just crying every day for no reason. And my husband's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, but I really think it was just purging. Yeah. You, you go through just a process go. of purging yeah. and just things happen so fast. I think we don't give ourselves that space to sit, really sit in what we went through and be like, damn, that just happened. Yeah. You know, like I really just went through that. Yeah. You know, and, and really I tell my kids like, it's okay to cry, like cry it out cry it out if if that's what makes you feel better cry it out because I have two boys and then my husband but I have a 22 year old and a 15 year old and something that I've been hearing in the collective lately is that men are not allowed to show emotions yeah and so we have a really high suicide rate of men going on well it's always kind of been men but even more so now with young generations and I'm just like my boys started saying stuff and I'm like huh like this this is something, you know, like my kids are even telling me like, no, like men are not allowed to cry. We're meant to like carry all the weight. My oldest son starts telling me like, you don't understand mom. Cause I'm telling him like, look for a good girl. Like, you know, like someone that's in school, it's doing, he's like, mom, you don't understand. Like 
the generation these days, these girls are messed up. That's what he tells me. And I'm like, well, what do you mean they're messed up? He's like, they're not like you, mom, like the old generation. Mm -hmm. He's like, these girls just want you to make money, take care of them. Like, they don't want to have to put in on anything. Well, because I think that's what society Society and social media is teaching them. But, you know, just yesterday I I saw a post with Pitbull and he says, you know, I'm not very religious, um, you know, but Adam and Eve, you know, what is it that that they bit into was an apple. And if we look at our our phones, Phones. what's on there? It's an apple, you know, and that's going to be our biggest sin, I think, our downfall is we bit into that apple and we can't put it down and then we're comparing. We're wanting that and mm-hmm. that's what it should be. But that's and it's all a false reality. Yeah. It's a false reality. That For none sure. of that exists. So I you think know? that's with like a lot of the depression that's <clears throat> right. in right now is that these this generation is being fed such a false reality yeah. and they are expected to live up to those expectations and they're not realistic expectations and you fall into depression because you're not meeting up to the, the quote, the quota, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's telling me this and I'm just like, dang, like this, this is crazy, you know, um, not to get into personal stuff, but just um, a week ago, I lost my nephew to suicide. And he's 23 years old and nobody would have expected it. You know, I'm at peace with it now. I went through the motions already. But um, again, you know, he was a young adult. He had a girlfriend. Expectations were high. All this pressure on him. People fall into depression. He was a great kid. Nobody, he's always happy and chipper, the most giving person. You would never expect that from him. And boom, we get a phone call. And I'm just like, it was a big wake up call for me. Because we can live in the same household with mm-hmm. people and not even realize what they're going through. Yeah. And and a lot of it has to do with this society that we live in. So it's more now than ever, I think, important to have really close relationships with the people that you love and not just be on a day-to-day basis of, oh, we're going to work, we're going to school, we're doing this, but actually sit down and have the conversations. <clears throat> I completely, a hundred percent, agree with that. No, and and, and I, I do as well. And um, I I know this from just even my situation recently. Like I've been in depression, and I'm fighting my way through it. But it's hard, and you know, and I'm trying to understand more and more about you know people who um, die by suicide because it, it's. But and, and I know this. I'm probably not wording this correctly, but. At, a, at the same time, I can understand because people people are cruel, for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because someone is going through something, like people use the generic phrases all the time, like, oh, you're going to be okay, like blah, blah, blah. You know, all mm-hmm. these generic phrases everybody use, right? But at the same time, it's like, even like when, I, so when I'm going through my shit, right, I don't want to hear I don't want to hear all that. You almost get offended. Right. Yeah, it's offensive. It is. It's like, I know all this. I don't want to hear. That's not what I want to hear right mm-hmm. now, right? And then people, like, for me, I live by myself, right? So people, and I know everybody's different. So for, like, me, like, I just lost my car, right? Because I needed a new engine. So you know me. I'm, I'm at home all day. So it's harder for me because I can't get nowhere. I can't do what I normally do, like, Drive to LA, go hang out with people, right? So I'm just stuck at home. Um, and people are, are constantly, over the last few weeks, people are constantly, oh, call me if you need me, blah, blah, all this stuff, right? But it's like, I thought about this last night 
and I'm kind of glad you brought it up. Last night I thought about this. I said if I would measure, because everything's measurable, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's telling me how much a great of a guy I am and what I'm doing is so great out here and blah blah. blah. And and I and I and don't get me wrong, I love myself. Don't get me wrong, I do love myself. I know I'm a great guy, hundred percent. But it's like okay, everybody keeps telling me all this stuff, right? But all week. Not once have I got a phone call. Hey, Mike, let's go out and call you. Hey, Mike, uh, I'm coming over. Everybody know I'm at home by myself. Everybody that I'm close to know this. Not once. I feel you. Yeah. So when you sit at home, like, that shit bothers you. It really gets to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, you start thinking in your mind. And I was just telling <laughs> another friend of mine the same story. I said, it's almost it's so much reading I could do. I read my, this well-being book. I'm in my Bible Oh, my God. Over the last three weeks, I've been in my Bible so much. And, you know, I've never read the Bible since Adriana gave it to me. But I've been in that Bible so much trying to find answers. So much, so much studying I could do because I'm studying for a lot, like the cat class, my mm-hmm. real estate class. There's so much studying I could do. Like, there's a lot of time there, especially when you're home by yourself with no one to talk to. Well, let me tell you this. So I, I've had similar experiences. And what I've later found out is that sometimes God will allow those things to happen Mm -hmm. because sometimes we need to be in a space without interruption. And I've gone through crazy things like surgeries and crazy things like that. And I felt the same way. Like nobody's called to check on me. Nobody's dropped off a meal. Nobody this, nobody that. But then after all that passed and I looked back, I'm like, dang God, like you wanted it to just be me and you. Like you were taking me through a process and I couldn't have anybody else's opinions around and I couldn't have anybody distracting me. And even though I felt like I was in a pit and I was alone and nobody cared for me, it was because he was trying to get my attention. Mm-hmm. And he wanted that solitude time with me. Right. And if it wasn't for those moments, I don't think I would have gotten to that next level spiritually and that next level of healing. So I don't I think what's happening with you right now isn't by accident. I think that God allows things to happen sometimes because we need to be positioned in a certain place for the level up. Yeah. 100%. That's what I I kept trying to tell him, you know, and it's not that, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay. Um, And again, I was having this conversation when we were in New Orleans. We actually had a lot of conversations with unhoused um, folks. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what we, um, my husband and I were kind of like taken back that every time they never asked for money, they never were like pitied them, their situation, um, great conversations, you know, like just about life and very positive. And that's what was just like, so thrown back, you know, I was so thrown back by that. And every single time, each one of them said, thank you for your conversation. Wow. They're like, that's all I needed. You know, and what I realized at that moment is that just because his story doesn't line up with my story, it doesn't mean that his my story is any greater than his. Absolutely. That's his story. That's his journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's, you know, that's maybe where he needed to be at right now. But it doesn't mean he can't pull himself off the streets because I think it's capable. Everyone's capable Absolutely. of doing it. You know, we all go through our own um, hiccups. We all go through our own situations. But at the end of the day, when you look back, like you said, I was in that situation by myself and all of that. And what I realized once I got out of it is that I got out of it. It's this is only temporary. You know, sometimes we're better at keeping ourselves in that space longer than what we needed to. Absolutely. You know, and when we pull out of it, you're like, shit, why was I there so long? 
<clears throat> but the only person that has the ability to pull yourself out is yourself. And right. I'm, I've learned that myself, you know, and mm-hmm. I've been very, very, um, you know, very trusting in Melissa when I was in that situation. But even that time she would be like, why don't you call me? <clears throat> Let's hang out. Let's do this. And I would tell her, you know, not right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I don't care about you. It doesn't mean I don't, but just not right now. But I respected that. And because I knew that I needed to pull myself out. And I wasn't going to be any good until I was able to do that. But I didn't want to put that on anyone. Or I didn't, I wasn't also looking for that. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And even when I, we would talk, it was still like, yeah, it's going to be good. Like, I would still try to push through that. And a lot of people are like, Dan, I would have never guessed you were going through that. Yeah, nobody does. Nobody does. But I I, I used to be the one that used to call everyone. Everyone knew my business. You know, people would tell me at times, like, you're you're such an open book. I heard that so much. It's because you're an open book. You're an open book. But what I used to want and I thought I needed, you know, was that person's validation to Mm -hmm. help me get out. And then I realized, like, dang, that person's just making me feel worse. worse. Yeah, they can't do anything for me. Exactly. I was like, shit, I got to do this for myself. And I think that that's why I am where I am today you know, is because I was able to just pull myself out, dust myself and tell myself, Hey, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. And I think like, like I've heard you, Mike talk about like self affirmations Yeah, and those help a lot. Yeah, they do. You know, I, I realize like when I wake up and I'm just in a bad mood or my body's aching and I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to deal with today. I have a toddler. I have a teenager. Like, you know, I'm a grandma. So life is, I wake up and I already know like today's going to be a day, Yeah, you know? It's those in those moments when you get in front of yourself and you force yourself mm-hmm. to say the things that you're not feeling. Because what I've learned most than anything in life is we can't go based off of how we feel. No. Because if we woke up every day and just dwelled on our feelings, like we would get nowhere. Yeah. And that's what depression is. Right. You know, you get stuck in your emotions, you get stuck in your feelings, and you just dwell on that. Yeah. A day turns into two days to three days, and before you know it, you're depressed for a whole year because you got stuck on those feelings and those emotions. Yeah. Even this morning, I was sitting there like, oh, I got to get up. And, you know, and then I was like, no, F this. And then I turned on my music, and I was like, okay, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I text her like, girl, I'm going to come get you in a little I bit. Like, and this. I was still like, oh, what do I wear? What do I do? And then finally, I got out of the shower, and I, and I have a big mirror right in front, like, as soon as I get out. So even if I don't want to look at myself, there, it's I, right there. I, it's yeah. right there. And I actually stopped and I looked at myself and I smiled. Something that I don't really do. But, you know, I, I've, and I told myself, I should share this. You know, I actually looked at myself and I leaned on the counter and I blew myself a kiss. And I laughed and it made myself giddy. And I chuckled because I was like, dang, I made myself feel good. good yeah you know what I mean and then that's where I continue to tell you it's like a superpower but it's I had to create it and then after that I was like man fuck this like I was just bad bunny and just it was just cranking you know like the music and I was like yeah like I feel it that's why I was like you know what I feel good but the reality from all of that is that I made that 
I made it happen. I didn't wake up like this. Nobody wakes up like that, you Absolutely. know? And they're yeah, like, I, I woke agree. up like this. That's a lie. The <laughs> <laughs> lies. You know? And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to do my makeup. And then you're all like, why are you wearing the Dodgers? Because I love the Dodgers. They make me happy. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's little things to kind of. No, it, it is. And, and just to, to your point, Melissa, yeah, I'm, I'm always talking about this stuff. But you got to understand, I, I've been on a mindset journey for five, six, maybe even seven years now. So I, I know all this stuff, right? I've had um, the tools now to learn a lot of this stuff on how to get through things. That's why I always say, no, I, I know I'm going to be all right. 100% I know I'm going to be all but right. But it's right just now. going through the process. It's going through the process. Yeah. But some people don't have tools to go through that. Even like what I was talking about, I think, a couple of shows ago about the uh, Disney person, Coco, that committed suicide uh, or died oh, by I suicide. Um, well, a couple of weeks ago. No way. Um, yeah, she and... and her last Instagram post was just on how strong she's become, how positive she is. And she was telling everybody, all my prayer warriors, you guys keep, keep the faith, keep being strong, you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. But yet the next day she committed suicide. It's like when, when you're so positive, it takes a lot of energy being positive. Absolutely. Like, especially if you, if you're caring for other people and and you're trying to inspire other people, like that takes a lot of energy. It's true. But it's also impossible. You're not always going to be positive. No, I know. Okay. But I I know this. That's what, but that's my point. Some people have these tools to understand that. But at the same time, like, I know I can't help everybody. I know I'm I'm not going to be positive every day, every minute. I know it's it's a roller coaster. It's a pinball machine. Every day we go through hell, like six, it's six worlds. I've talked about this before. Yes. It's it's hell through, through heaven or hell through heaven. heaven. Yeah. You know, um, I know this, we're going to go through, it's our external life circumstances that puts us in a a great mood one moment. The next moment you're, you're over here. I understand that. However, it still takes a lot of energy out of you. And like for Coco and even like I talked about the other girl that uh, died by suicide last year, the uh, social media influencer, you know, she was helping 4 million people on her Instagram, but yet no one ever checked on her because it takes a lot of energy to do that. And sometimes like, and that's why I was saying earlier, like sometimes I understand why people do it because it literally drains you. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, when you sit in, in this dark space, you just be like, you know what? I'm tired. Yeah. It, it it really do drain you. Some people, like myself, even though I'm, I, I sit in that dark space sometimes and I just want to give up, like I was telling you last week, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm tired. Like, I don't want to do none of this no more. But I know certain things to do to get me out of it that brings me my jolt of joys, you know. Uh, but sometimes, and that's why I, I, I have this thing on my Instagram, um, my, uh, my playbook. I talked about this early on in first when I started doing this podcast. Write out. 10 or plus things that make you happy. And that's your playbook for the day. Yeah. And sometimes I, I got like 15 to 20 things on mine. Sometimes I get to the very end. The, but the last thing on my playbook, if nothing else works, is go to sleep. Yeah. End the day, go, yeah, to, sleep. go to sleep. Wake up tomorrow, you're going to be all right. Start again. Right. Yeah. And I, I literally, that's the last thing on my playbook. Because I went through all of them. Sometimes you can have a list of things and they don't work. That's why you got to have a list. You just can't have one thing or two things. Like you have to have a list. So you had mentioned something earlier that you just started reading the Bible. Yes. So I, like I said, I'm a big believer of God. I'm not religious, but I am very on the spiritual side. And I know right now as a collective, um, there's a huge battle going on in the spiritual realms. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are dealing with, all these dualities of feelings, of depression. of I kind of just can feel, like I'm a feeler. 
So, like, mm-hmm. I can feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that's where a lot of the times I had to learn myself because I was having social anxiety. I didn't understand where it was coming from because I'm a social butterfly. So, I'm like, how is it that I'm walking into a room with people? I'm comfortable. But then I start just anxiety kicks in out of nowhere. And I had to start learning that because I was feeling the room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm in the same way. And so. It's energy. I knew that when I was around too many people, um, I had to go home and retract and I had to take like two days alone to replenish myself because I felt depleted being around so many people. And I feel like nowadays you don't even have to go outside of your house to feel that same anxiety being on social media. Oh yeah. Does that to you. You know, we don't realize how much time we spend on our phones. And uh, when you had mentioned that you had started reading the Bible just, what, three weeks ago? No, no, it's, it's been, um, it's been, a, it's been a couple of months now, yeah. But no, not as consistent. No, all right. Maybe about, maybe about a month now as consistency. Um, but I, first of all, God is my, always going to be my foundation. But I am more on the spiritual side. But I started reading the Bible because, one, Andre, uh, oh my gosh, you're going to kill me. <laughs> Adriana gave me the, the book. The book. Um, and, um, she was like, and it's a leadership Bible. Oh, nice. So she, cause she, she believes I'm, I'm a great leader. And so she was like, I need you to read this. And I, I was reading it like maybe two or three times a week, but now I'm in it every day for like 15 minutes. And that's only because I never understood the Bible as a child. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up Catholic and all that, but I never understood the Bible. Yeah. It, it, it was just words. I just couldn't understand. Yeah, Phrases I grew up Catholic that, too. I couldn't so I understand. understand. Right. Yeah. But now um, I'm older and I want to understand it because it's like most people, they take a scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And then they, they run with that one Absolutely, little thing. Yeah. And it's like, there's well, so much more text to that one. Right. Sentence. Right. What happened before? What happened? And that's after? why yeah. I, I decided, you know what? I want to read this for myself. I need to understand this. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it, I hate when people like quote these scriptures and all this and that. And it's like, dude, that's not what it means. <laughs> absolutely like you know what I totally agree like, that's not what it means like <laughs> you know people like again you know people take these one little they things they take things out of text yeah you know it's even like I was talking to Lisa the other day and you know she was she said the exact same thing you know that one phrase a jack of all trades is a master of none mm-hmm. people stop right there you know it's a comma after that it continues, it continues. people absolutely. don't know the end of it but still always better than a master of one one absolutely people don't say that last part it's like how they take the little scripture they run with these little mm-hmm. contexts of things and then they run with it. And it's like, no, yeah. that's not what that And means. they create a whole platform. Right. On well, it's that just one. validating themselves. Self, right. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I said, that's why I started reading the Bible. Because I was like, you know what? I need to understand this for myself. I think it's going to be very transformational for you. Mm-hmm. It was for me. And anybody that I know that has gone on that journey, like, they start tripping out. They're like, oh my gosh, like this happened and that happened. And, you know, you just start... I feel like it's a grand awakening. It is. Like we can start, there's so many things that we follow in life and it's like, I'm a bit, I'm big on science. Mm-hmm. So my original background is medical field. So I'm a lab rat. Right. I worked in the lab for 15 years and I worked in medicine for five years and I didn't have a relationship with God then. So I was very factual. Everything to me, it's like, show me the proof. Show me the numbers, show me the science behind it. And it's like, okay, cool. I believe you. But I struggled being an overthinker when it came to spirituality and the Bible, because I'm like, it doesn't make any sense Mm. because that's where I had to learn faith. 
Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to know that just because I can't see something and there's no evidence of it, that it could still be true, you know, because that's what the spiritual realm is all about. You can't see it, but it's there. And if we tap into certain things um, in a godly way, we can start being awakened to those things and utilizing those things in our life for positive things. So for me, like, I started reading the Bible. I started doing, like, daily devotionals. And I started to learn how to build my faith. And so what I started doing is I started playing with it. And people were like, oh, that's kind of messed up. Like, you were testing God. But I was like, I was new to this. Like, I did, I, there's no playbook. Right. Of how to do this. You right. know what I'm saying? So I would wake up and I would do a little prayer and thank God. My my biggest thing is being thankful. Mm-hmm. Like, number one. And I would be like, okay, God, like, this was, this was my legit conversation with God starting out. Like, if you're real, you know, like, if you're real, like, teach me faith. Show me what faith is. Like, I want to know more. I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. You know, it's funny. The other night, and I promise you I did this like two nights ago. And I, and I pray all the time, right? Literally two nights ago, I literally got on my hands and knees. I said, you know what? I don't know how to pray. I don't even know if none of my prayers are working, but can you show me how to pray? Can Thank you, you give me some yes. type of guide or show me the path on what I'm doing wrong right now? And those are the mm-hmm. moments. I literally said that. Yeah. Those are the sovereign moments where you're giving God access to come in and like really work in you. Yeah. Because we have free will. So we have to give permission. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when we give permission, we're allowing God to move in our life. Because God is a sovereign God. And, like, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Like, he's not going to come in and be, like, throwing stuff in your face. It's like, no. Like, you have to be willing. You know, everyone has to be willing to change. It's a a self-choice. Right. You know? So I was literally, like, where you were at. Like, God, show me that you're real. You know, later on, I realized, like, okay, that's kind of not how it works. But because God is so graceful, he's going to meet you where you're at. Mm. If you're a beginning student, the teacher is going to come down to your level so that you have an understanding as you grow, you know, and start maturing in whatever it is that you're learning. So I asked, I was like, you know what, God, like, everybody talks about faith and believing and da-da-da. Like, I don't know how to do that. So I started off with little things and I was like, okay, God, like I'm going to have faith today. I'm going to believe that I'm going to be gifted a free cup of coffee today. Like it was so lame and so simple, but I I forgot all about that. I had prayed that early in the morning. I went about my day. I'm driving to like through Bouquet Canyon and I come across a curve and there's a car parked there and it was a guy stranded and he was selling little baggies of lavender. I love lavender. So that already like caught my attention. I stop and he was like, any donation? I just need gas in my car. I'm trying to get back to where I'm cutting lavender, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, I love lavender. We start having a full on conversation. And he's like, I'll give you my number so that um, you can call me and get more lavender when you need it. I'm like, cool. So the paper that he took out to write his phone number on, he's like, oh, I'm going to give you my coupon for my free coffee at Dunkin' Donuts today. (laughs) He's like, but I'm going to write my number on here. So there, enjoy your free coffee. So that just kind of blew my mind. And that was like the little hook that like God kind of, and it could be the smallest thing like that, that like he hooked me in that way. And was like, that's when I started learning like, okay, God, God, you're real. Like, this is really happening. And I started developing that every day. I kind of just quietly like, okay, God, 
today, like I need you to come through in this area. However you want it to happen. I'm not going to put expectations on how I want it to look like. I'm just going to allow it again, leaving control out of, out the door. And every day as I was growing in faith and growing in God, like those little things just started happening and it would blow my mind like every day. And from there on, I never looked back. I was like, this is real. And it was all unexpected. It was with random people because, like you said, it's not like God could be everywhere. <laughs> you know, you can't always answer everything right when you need it. But he uses us, you know, oh, in he certain uses ways. Oh, people, definitely. All the time. That's why what we do is actually pretty amazing. Um, having these conversations, mm-hmm. you know, your story is never going to line up with my story or with Mike's story or with Refi's story. But what I always say is that's the beauty of it. Is that, you know, like, that's what makes you an individual. You know, why do we watch movies? Why do we watch documentaries? Why do we, you know, like, watch Kim Kardashian or whatever? But the reality of that is that that's her truth. What she's been through, whoever's, that's there. But we're watching, we're taking notes, we're learning from them. You know, like, and we learn that from each other. And I think even in the Bible, what you're doing is what? Reading somebody's story. Absolutely. And it's not someone that's extraordinary. It's an everyday person. It was a prostitute at one point. Absolutely. You know, so just because you're going through whatever it is that you're going through, it doesn't mean that God's not using you. And like you said, sometimes he keeps you in a certain situation because he needed to reveal himself in a in a beautiful way when you think that oh my god it's just all over and I think that's that's my mindset you know it's gonna be what it's gonna be you know but I always chuckle when I'm like man my my life is like a story you know like people would never believe what we do or we go through you know we were just walking leaving um La Vallarta and I found a scratcher and I'm I'm guilty I will always pick up random things because you never know (laughs) right and then I was like and then I was like oh they didn't finish scratching and I was like ah I won you know and then I was like oh it said 10 bucks and when I scanned it yesterday it said 20 wow and I was like and I was like well thank you God and it's not the first time Another time I got another one and I won 500 bucks. No way. And then I was chucking. I was like, look, I don't even have to buy it. You know, like it shows up. It just shows up, you know, when you're doing the right thing or being kind or just, you know, going about your your life. But if you're at home, you know, how are you supposed to get blessed? We're supposed to have those conversations. We're supposed to engage. And you never know where a conversation will lead to. You know, that's how everything happens. I mean, you know, my husband and I started out as friends. Yeah, um, you know, here. his car yeah. broke down and I was there to, to save him, you know, and to help him out. But that's where, how it happens. It's not when you want it. It's when it's going to be. And what is for you will be for you. Right. You know, it's it's already claimed. Um, you know, so that's why I love what I love. You know, it's we have these dope ass conversations, um, you know, and you never know who's going to come through. And sometimes they would think, oh, it's just Melissa s'mores and more. And now they've learned a little bit more about you, you know, who you are, your journey and how dope and amazing you are. You know, they might think I'm kooky and crazy, too, you know, and I've learned to not care what people think. But, you know, like, that's my truth. That's what I believe in. That's my truth. It's like you can agree with something. Yeah. What you agree with. Hold on to that. What? doesn't work in your paradigm let it go yeah i always say you know that's what makes me me and i had to like accept that and love myself for that you know and sometimes i'm like man i'm pretty dope (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna toot my own horn you know i do i'll be like toot toot bitch you know but if if i don't who will 
You know, it's yeah. who's going to come knock on my door and say, girl, let me toot you. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn to do it for yourself. And then that's when you step into your greatness. You know, and I agree. Sometimes I don't even see when people are like, oh, you're so positive. You're so this. I was like, word. You know what I mean? I was just like feeling like shit five minutes before I ran into you. Yep. You know, but that's so amazing how people do see the beauty in me. You know, and that's why I had to remind myself, you know, like the same beauty I see in others isn't me, too. You know, and that was the hardest thing for me, you know, especially with social media or whatever mm -hmm. society is. I don't look like that person, but that person ain't me. But I got what I got, you yep. know, and maybe that person's looking at me like, I wish I had what she had. You know what yep, I mean? It's true. Moral of the story is we're never satisfied with what we have. We overlook the, the blessings that we do have. And Little I think that's things. a big thing is learning how to be content yeah. but not complacent. Yeah. So still having aspirations yeah. and goals of wanting more, but also being okay and happy in the now and what you have right now, being yeah. thankful for what you have right now. I think that's one of the things when I learned that, it was like a game changer for me. Right. Because, of course, we always want more. Right. We always want. We live in a society where it's, always the next best thing the next big thing the next new iphone every six months or whatever like i'm over it yeah it's i'm over it we were just talking about that i was like man that's probably how we can stop like world pollution it's like we don't need the next big thing you know it's we're never like satisfied with what we have you know like the same phone you have right now, it's probably the same functions as the next one, you know, but we're, we're programmed to want more, more, more. we're, we're more. living a consumer, yeah. a consumer's uh, society. Yeah, that's crazy. So we're built, they're trying to, you know, force us to always want, 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 never be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's like, you know, oh, I got to go shopping. I got to get this. And I'll be like, but for what? Like what I have still works. Yeah. That's what my, that's the old school thing. If it's not yeah. broke, don't Why fix, fix it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's like, it is what it is. And I got a smile on my face and you know, it's not that I have the whole world, but it's the little things, Absolutely. you know, and the thing that I can't control is my own happiness, you know, and that's why I came in here chipper. I was excited. You are very chipper. Yeah, I was. You know, because it's because I'm here. You know, yeah, I'm just <laughs> my own girl. Yeah, you know, and I am blessed to have friends. You know, for years, and that's another thing that's like unheard of. Like, dang, you still talk to your childhood friends? I was like, yeah, I, I, I actually do. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, some of my closest friends are still my childhood friends. You know, so I'm lucky in that department, and the ones that. You know, have parted ways. It's all right. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. still got love for you, you know? It's setting those boundaries. Yeah. Right. So um, before we um, end, end, end all this, oh, yeah. um, I want to talk more about s'mores and mores. Um, where, where, where are you going with s'mores and mores? Like, what's your, what's your next big thing? So our next big thing is we're... We're in transformation right now. Okay. So we started at S'mores and More, and a lot of people don't know is that my husband is a taquero. So he does tacos. He's Mr. Tacos AV. So what we're doing right now that we have our trailer for S'mores and More, we are working to do, we want to target more like big events, weddings, uh, parties, things like that. So we are going to be merging all of that into one website to where we can offer catering, uh, sweet s'mores table. Um, our trailer is also going to be um, offered as a mobile bar um, for cocktails. So um, all that is in the works right now. 
it's a lot of work and I'm pacing myself and I'm not in a rush. Again, like I said before, yeah. what's meant for me is for me. There could be 150 people out here doing the same thing. But for me, that's what I'm working towards. That's our goal. Um, when it happens, it happens. Um, people have seen our trailer out already. We've mm -hmm. been using it for s'mores events. Um, we have an event coming up actually. So this was like a big deal for us. I think any small business out here, when the city hits you up, you kind of have uh -huh. that. I made it moment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, Oh, I made it. <laughs> they know who we are type of moment. Um, so the city of Lancaster hit us up. Um, what they're doing is they're bringing awareness to the community of how parks and recreation have such a positive impact in our communities. And on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they're choosing random parks throughout the city to do events for the community and they're free events. Mm -hmm. So they go and hire like local businesses and, you know, they we they sponsor us and we go out and serve these items to our community. Oh, nice. So this uh, coming the 25th and the 27th, we will be at Jane Reynolds Park and we will be serving s'mores. Uh, the theme of that day is a uh, day camp. So oh, yeah, I saw the tacos yesterday. They were giving away free tacos too at the same park. Yeah. So they've been, the city's been up to a lot. They've been yeah. doing a lot of good things. Um, I had no idea about any of this. Um, but again, like I said, that's how God works through people. Yeah. So just through small community. And like, I've always been really big on support. Yeah. I know every yeah, time have. Mike has seen me out, like. No, you've always if, supported me. And every time I see you, you always, hey, Mike. If I'm not in the pop-up, I'm yeah. at the pop-up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or the event. Because I'm really, really big on support. Yeah, you are. Because mm -hmm. I was terrified coming out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm like, if I could offer a little bit of comfort to somebody else stepping into the same like you know chaos um i want to do that so that's where we're going with this we're hoping to do more of like a wedding catering type of thing we're always going to offer uh small events as well but that's always been my end goal mm -hmm. to go bigger okay go bigger go home go big go bigger, yeah go home <laughs> love it that's good are you ready for my crush your goals no okay i'm ready <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Oh, this one's good. It says, remember that great expectations create great capabilities. If you limit your goals to what you know, you can't. Uh, let me go back. If you limit your goals to what you know you can achieve, you are setting your bar way too low. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You got you to gotta step out of your comfort. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That's dope. And then we big. were just talking about all that stuff. I love your crush your goals. Yeah, you have to dream big. Your dreams have to scare you. I Absolutely. I, I love that. They don't scare you. I mean, why are you even having them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for a long time, I, I didn't want to do the mobile bar. Yeah. You know, and I thought getting a trailer was like way out of um, It's unreal. Like, no. there's no way I'm going to get a trailer and be able to convert it. And where am I going to get the money? And I don't have the skills. But my husband was like, I could do all that. And I'm like, shut up, babe. Like, you could do all that? He's like, yeah. And so it even had to require a level of faith from me and my husband because, again, that control part of right. me kicks in. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, what if it doesn't come out right? And he's like, just trust me. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? We mess up and we have to fix it. Yeah. It's ours. Right. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. Like, yeah. let's just enjoy the journey. Let's just build this thing out ourselves. So we're building the trailer out ourselves. Yeah. So that's why it's taken us longer than expected. We could go out and dish out 15, 20 grand and have somebody do it. But I feel like it takes so much away from what 
we want for our business. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We That's want it to have our characteristics in it. We want our sweat and tears into it. You no, know what I mean? You're going to appreciate it more. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll have a story every time you look at that. Be like, you remember almost. And we've been journeying. <laughs> so we've been recording and taking photos. So when it's all said and done and like we have that first booking, Aww. we want to be able to post that video and be like, look, this is where we started. This is where we're at. I you can't know? wait to see it. And it and it could have taken us two, three years, and that's okay. Right. Yeah. You know, but we're still utilizing it. So my biggest thing was a lot of people were like, bring your trailer out. You know, who cares? And I was like, no, it's not done on the inside. Like, I'm a perfectionist. Right. And I was like, I'm not bringing it out. Like, I don't want people to see it like that. And to where people were actually like, no, bring it out, bring it out. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. So I took it out to a couple events and just – the way that it is, people were just so amazed. Like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. It's yeah. this. And it kind of like, I was like, dang, like, people are already appreciating the little bit of work that we've done to it. Yeah. It kind of sparked a fire in me. was like, okay, like, we could do this. You know, yeah. we got this. You kind of got to give yourself grace, right? You were talking Absolutely. about that. But it's so easy for us to mm-hmm. say that to other people. But when it comes to ourselves, we're our worst critics. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so I was just like, you know what? Like, we're going to do this damn thing. Like, well, Bene Brown talks about that in Daring Greatly. You have to learn how to talk or how to turn that volume down. You know, that's that's something that we all have to work on. And I think that's why I love um, just reading her book or listening to her just for that advice. You know, it's we have to learn to turn all that negativity down. You know, like, and give ourselves that grace. And I think you'll find that balance. You know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I definitely, you know, dive into that a lot. You know, even when, like, that negativity comes in, I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to hear all that noise right yeah. now. What, from yourself? From myself. I'm my biggest critique. I think we all are. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. We all are. Oh, yeah. And my husband and I talked about that when we did the relationship one, where it's like, I had told him, don't worry about, like, going in on me. I got me. I know how to break me down. Oh, I'm I'm the best at it. You don't even have to break me down. Just, you know, give me a few ne- negative pointers and I'll break myself down. And I had to learn to stop that, to stop that because I was harming myself. Mm-hmm. And how am I going to give myself grace or allow myself to see the greatness if I'm not even, you know, giving myself any grace or greatness or, yeah. you know, allowing myself to see the greatness. So... That's something, you know, I challenge people. If you've never heard of B'nai Brown, Daring Greatly, you know, get out there and just listen to it. And just turn that volume down. Turn that negativity down. You'll be all right. But, okay, so is it really negativity? Well, if you're beating yourself up. Well. You can only decide that. No, no, because what I'm saying is, like, because I'm in my head a lot, right? Yeah. But I know I'm going to tell myself the truth. I'm not going to listen to nobody. You're being but honest I think that's, I'm being yeah. honest with myself. But that's your Absolutely. truth. Right. You know what I mean? You could control that too. Right. You can con- say, oh, well, that's the truth and still be negative. Like, cause I'm like, like, you know, listen, like I'm a perfectionist, right? Yeah. So I know like, even like when I do a lot of these shows, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always coming off stage or, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at the gala, you said, oh, I didn't suck. Everybody thought I did a great job. Exactly. But I, That's just like I, I me like sitting here right now. I'm yeah. like, I said a lot, but I feel like I didn't really say anything. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then we critique ourselves. The moment we get up and walk away, we're like, yeah. why did I say that? Where's the empathy, y'all? Yeah. Like, Where's why did empathy, I say y'all? that? What was I even talking about? I totally, like, lost trade. You no. know what I'm saying? Like, we start critiquing ourselves yeah. the moment no, we that's get up. False. You know, and I used to do that at first when I, and now I'm just like, man, I killed it. <laughs> as soon as I leave here, if I did or if I didn't, you know what? To me, I was satisfied with what I did because it was genuine. It was honest. Right. It's yeah. not artificial. I'm not trying to, you know, like just get more likes or be, you know, yeah. someone that I'm not. This is who I am. This is as real as you're, I'm ever going to be. And I think that the, this is why I love what I do. You know, like, because I could genuinely be myself. Like, when I do these shows, I never critique myself. Because it is what it is. Like, I, I, I enjoy these conversations. We're at our best. But no, this when, I, when I'm, I'm talking about when I'm on stage somewhere and I'm talking, like, when I just did the Brian McKnight thing or the fireworks show, yeah. like, I get off stage and I'm like, dang, I messed up. You well, because I, mean? I think it's because it's more scripted. Like you, no. you, you're. It's not no, scripted, it's not but you scripted, already but. know like what you kind of have to say yeah. and, and present when you're there. And when you come off, if you missed a part, you're you start beating yourself right, up right, about yeah. it. Yeah, because you know I feel like I, I didn't do a certain part right. Yeah, yeah. No, I you, no. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because it's not scripted, but you do have like an itinerary of, yeah, what, of exactly. what you're supposed to be doing, right? And and yeah, I, I think that is because it's like, oh damn, I missed this no. cue. I missed that. Instead, I missed that. you got to get out there, and we learn about that, right? It's like having an anchor, and then what do you do at the end? You celebrate once you're able to achieve that. Right. What you need to do is get off the stage and be like, hell yeah, I did that. Woo, you know, take it in, substitute that that what if because it already happened. You yeah, can't you can't, go back. Right. You yeah. can't go back. No, and, and be I, like, hey, guys, I feel I feel good know? about it, right? I feel yeah. like 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 one. I'm grateful that I was even blessed with the opportunity to be on so stage. So allow right? that to be louder. But I do like to. I get you know what you're what I mean? saying. Want to be better, Being like every time. Yeah, yeah, like you just always have that in the back of your mind. Okay, next yeah. time I'm gonna do this. Next time, I'm, mm-hmm. you know. and I'm not saying you can't do that, but what I'm saying is still allow you know like the the, the achievement, yeah. the positive to surpass that, and that's where you start finding that balance. Because, like you said, you're good at critiquing and this, and you can do it. Of course, we all can do it. It's natural. It's in our DNA. But just like, what if? You just kind of live in the moment and celebrate that because at that moment you just achieve something that not everyone can say they done. You know, like I can't say I I was on stage and doing what the things that you've done, but you did. You know what I mean? And and that's dope. That's fear. That's something that a lot of people fear. You know, public yeah, speaking. For sure. You know, in front of a large crowd, and some people are just uh uh oh uh, Brian McKnight. You know what I mean? And be, then be like, shoot, I really effed up. But to you, it's so finesse. It's so easy. It's so natural. You know, that's your element. Well, it's kind of like this morning. Like, I forgot about this. Like, I'm sorry to say, but like, I had a crazy day yesterday. I knocked out late and I totally forgot I had to be here this yeah. morning until Diana messaged me. But I think it worked out for my good. Yeah. Because being an overthinker, if I wasn't busy yesterday and I didn't just pass out being exhausted <laughs> last night, I would have been up all night thinking like, what am I going to say? Yeah. What are they going to ask me? No. I would have been up this morning like, oh my God, what questions are they going to, like I would have been overthinking it and I would have put myself in a frenzy, <laughs> like <laughs> showing up here nervous. Yeah. And then Diana's like, you want me to pick you up? And I was like, oh my God, yeah, come pick me up. Let's do this. And yeah. she showed up a couple of minutes late, which is fine. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It all just kind of worked. I don't itself. live stress, y'all. <laughs> it kind of just worked itself out. Because 
had it gone any other way, I would have been nervous. I would have been overthinking. I would have been like, I don't know what to say. I probably would have froze up a couple of times. Like, but that's crazy. what we always say. It's organic. And look, look at us now. It's like, blah, 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 blah. You could go on and on and on. It's chill. It's just a few friends having a great conversation. Right. No, one, you did great. Thank you. I mean, you you was on here, and and that's why I asked you if you was a part of the cap class because you were saying a lot of references that we actually talk about. So, I like of, smart friends. Mike. No, no, she's she's on top of her well being, which is it's yes. amazing. She's on top of her well being. It took me years, yeah. like kind of like where you're at. Like it took me like five or six years to mm-hmm. get to the mental state that I'm at now. Yeah. All right, we're gonna start giving you CPT time. <laughs> Be here at nine thirty. I did marry a Filipino. That's. <laughs> I read yesterday that people that tend to be late are less stressful because, and they live longer because they're not stressed. Is that one of those mess. those quoted scriptures that people are platforming? Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah, right. And exactly. Like, You're you missing a what? whole nother context to that. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, she pulled it out to suit her situation. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to live forever. Too, but you know, there's more to that. There's more to that. Yeah, no, I'm usually pretty good about my time. But. No, you kind of not. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, you kind of not. <laughs> I've never but seen you. when I here. show up, I show you, up. Okay, so you do know being on time is actually late. I know. It's you're supposed okay. to be early. 15 minutes yeah. before time. Yeah, I'm guilty. Then you're on time. <laughs> I'm probably going to be late to my own funeral. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad thing. Oh, it's fun. Oh, no. I told my... Well, I, I'll, that'll be another day. There's certain things that I've left in play for my funeral. <laughs> but we'll talk about that another about day. Like, I'm in the mood for all that. Man, it's funny things. It's, it's still having this sense of humor. You know, I told my kids, text everyone. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Everyone. From my number. <laughs> oh my god, that's creepy. <laughs> I thought like, it was hilarious. And there's another one that I saw. You know, you know how usually they have like, like you know, uh, a memorabilia. But and I go at the bottom. You should put like a little Ouija board and be like, let's keep in touch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's horrible. <laughs> Don't cry. Let's have you know. Remember celebrate. me as celebration. Yeah. yeah. You know, knowing that I'll make you laugh and one last hoorah, right? It'll be fun. There's still a few more. Of the one things. last hoorah? One last hoorah. Why it got to be a last? You know, well, because I'm kind of dead. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be coming back unless you, you know, tap into that Ouija board. We will keep in touch. It's wow. a joke. <laughs> have sense of humor, you know. I didn't get that one. You got to have sense of humor. I didn't get that one. No, oh, we'll talk about it off here. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's good times. Good thank times. you, Melissa from S'mores and More. We truly yes. appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for having um, me. It was a good talk. Definitely appreciate your support always, um, your friendship, your energy. Thank yeah. you. We love it. Tell your husband I said hello. I will. Yeah. Shout out to my husband, yes. Jay. Hey. He makes it happen. Yes. Hi, guys. Working around the clock. He even saved us at our at that one pop up too. I think he had like a you? bag with like oh a, with sand and with stuff. Sand. He's always prepared. <laughs> That's good. He, I'm telling you, I was like, this man is clutch. Yeah, Thank he's you. my rock for sure. Like yeah. he makes sure that my phone's charged every day. My car has gas. All the stuff, yeah. you know, like smooth selling. I'm just like, I got so blessed and lucky with this guy. Yeah. How long you guys have been together? Um, ten years. Oh, see. Yeah, so see? we were best friends for a long time, and then he became my gym partner, 
And then things got serious between mm-hmm. us from literally one week to the next. Was it the spandex? <laughs> no, it was, it was actually around Halloween time. We were at a Halloween party. And then uh, we went home and it was late. And I was like, my kids were being babysat. And I was drinking and I don't drink and drive. I'm yeah. like, I need to get home to my kids. I'm a single mom. Like, my kids need me. I'm all I have. And I was like, do you mind if I stay the night? Like, because I'm not going to drive home. <laughs> He's only like going to say no. No, he was actually like, no. Like, he was <laughs> like, so we literally, like, slept in the car for hours until, like, his dad woke up and left to work. It w- It's what woke us up. I'm like, I need to go inside and lay down. Like, I still feel alcohol. I'm not driving like this. So nothing happened all night. Like, we slept next to each other, and then we woke up in the morning, and, like, I don't know what happened. Like, something in the atmosphere just changed. And we ended up kissing. <laughs> and it freaked the hell out of both of us. Like, we literally didn't talk for, like, three months after that. Aww. Oh, wow. Because I was just like, what the hell did we just do? Like, I felt like we ruined our friendship because we were such good friends. Mm. And he was so good with my kids. I never found him attractive. He almost annoyed me most of the time. But he was such a good friend and such a good workout partner. And where I was at in life, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that motivation. I needed someone to push me at the gym. I was very self-conscious, came out of a very toxic relationship, overweight, like the whole nine yards. And he was that person. I mm. never in my life, we laugh about it now. Like, I tell him, I would have never thought I would have ended up with you. Like, it's almost like he was everything I didn't know that I needed. Yeah. that's So wait, so, so you guys didn't talk, wait, I got to turn this off. We about to start the show over. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Let's chat. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not off. Uh, the music went off. Oh. She, look, she, she, <laughs> no, the show is still going. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jesus. I thought we were about no, to be real wait. personal No, here. no, no. I, wa- I want to know something. So after the kiss, you guys said you waited three months. Like, you guys didn't talk three months. We didn't talk. So how did that reconnect? I think <laughs> I reached out to him. You reached out to him. Yeah, because we both. We're single. We were at a five-year mm-hmm. single spend at the okay. same time without knowing it. He had just gotten out of a really serious, like, ten, five, ten-year relationship, his high school sweetheart. I had just gotten out of a ten-year relationship with the father of my second child. And we were both just really scared of, like, relationships. We were just, like, we were focused on just, like, working out, getting fit, pumping each other up type of thing. And so when that happened and we kissed, I think we both felt like we messed up. Right. Like we just ruined everything that we had type of mentality. So why did you, so you reach out to him after three months? So after three months, I noticed that I started not going to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, like I need my gym partner. Like I'm falling off, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I hit him up and never even mentioned the kiss i was just like hey are you going to the gym today he's like yeah i go every day and i was like well he's like i haven't seen you there i'm like well i started going at a different time and i was like well what time are you going today and he's like i'm going at this time i'm like all right i'll meet you there simple never discussed it right. ever again okay right. so how how did the relationship so start a couple there? weeks after that we talked about it and then we ended up making out again and then just from there, it turned into an everyday, like, makeout session. And But I just loved how, like, what a gentleman he was. Right. That's dope. That's you know a great saying? story. How it just flowed. It flowed. It right. was so easy, no effort. Right. Like, nothing. It just genuinely happened. And so it came to a pivotal point where I had to leave my apartment where I was at with my kids because I had a major surgery. I had to leave my job. And I had to move in with family members. 
And so he wasn't working at the time. I wasn't working at the time. So we had a lot of free time and we would go hiking, take the kids to the beach. So we really got to spend like that close time with each other and a lot of time. And from there, things got serious. We were already together for a year. And I told him like, I know what I want. I'm not getting any younger and I'm not the type that likes to date around. I'm a long-term relationship type of girl. Right. Both I've only, this is only my third relationship and I'm 39 and my last two, they were both 10 years each, you know, and I have a kid from each of those yeah. two relationships. And, um, I told him like, I know what I want. Do you know what you want? Because if you don't know what you want, like, because I love you so much as a friend, I'm okay with us. Like just letting things go and remaining friends. Like I'll be, a hundred percent okay with that and he was like no like i want to be with you at the time i didn't want any more kids so i kind of felt selfish because i told him like look if we do decide to do this like i want you to know i don't want any more kids you know are you okay with that and he was like he didn't have kids and he was like i'm okay with that like i want to be with you i'll help you with your kids i'm going to help you raise your kids it's cool fast forward seven years later we end up having our daughter She's turned three yesterday and he was good. He was like, we have our, I have one kid. Like I'm good with that. I'm not going to put pressure on you. I know that you originally didn't want kids. It kind of just happened. And here we are like 10 years later and now we're grandparents together. So That's dope, man. Shout out to your husband, man. That's crazy. pretty dope. I love that. He story. is. He's like, yeah. he's an old school. That's what exactly. he is. He's an old saying, school man. type of guy. He's the type of guy he still tells me and sends me memes to this day. It was like, I just want to grow old with you. Right. I want to sit on the porch of our house and watch our grandkids play in the yard. Right. Type of guy. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. It and and it's hard to find that, I guess, nowadays. Oh, oh well, I'm. That's a whole nother story for. I you. guess we're lucky. To, we are blessed. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you share that. No, and it it definitely needed to be highlighted. Um, not a lot of women give their men um a lot of props. You know, like they, they really are our backbone. Um, at every pop up, like you said, he's right by your side. And there's a lot of actually um thriving business um hubbies. You know, yes. and they shout out to actually all of them. Yes, um, absolutely. because they are in the you know behind oh. the scenes supporting packing unloading loading yes said including mine you know so big shout out to no to shout out the, to brian yes he, brian. He, he's another brian. One. Uh, <laughs> shout out to all the men out there that, that yeah, support their nostalgic hubby yes, yes. sweets group yeah hubby, I know and it's crazy because all of these men need a shout out yeah. Yeah, they work a sure. nine to five yeah yes. they do and they come home to their wives running their small businesses yeah. and they're supportive. You know, the kids are thrown in the mix, yeah. extracurricular things, and they're still right there for those pop-ups, those yeah. those all-nighters. Yeah, they do. And I see so many of them. And I did, I think that's what made me feel comfortable with my husband, you know, coming along. Because I was like, oh, there's all types of husbands there. Absolutely. So that's dope, um, you know. Again, shout out to all of the AVs, thriving businesses, doing their pop-ups, doing their thing, you know, believing in themselves. You know what? We also believe in you here at the One Life Podcast. And hopefully we could get a few more on here. Yes. Because um, they they definitely need to be highlighted. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys had a nostalgic glory on here? No, but I am actually uh, wanting Lou. So Luce, 
Shout out to Luz and from Nostalgic Glory and uh, Jen and Frank from Sweet Spoon Creamery. So there's like stories behind that. I can say that those two women and their husbands have been a really big part of us and the community as s'mores and more. Um, they've backed us up a hundred percent. Like Frank and Jen have been sharing their, their business modules with us as far as like pricing and how to like, uh, plan out your packages and like actually have sit down meetings with us. And I don't take that lightly yeah. because that's people's personal time that they're giving to you for free yeah. and yeah. sharing information with you. Yeah. That's time away from their family, yeah. their, their things. And so, and, and also loose has just been such what her name is a light she's a light to me um she's always encouraging me and in those even personal moments she's 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 one of the ones (laughs) that will check up on you genuinely yeah she is and be like hey you've been quiet what's up are you okay like do you want to hang out you want to (laughs) bring the kids over type of thing like that's who loose is and i I love you for that, Luz, and thank yeah. you, Jen and Frank. Oh, I appreciate Jen, you guys. Jen's actually been on the show. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her on yeah. here. And, and Frank, um, I know Frank from being on the stage with him because he's part of Waste Management. Yes. So he he does he sponsors the summer concerts. Yes, and, um, he does. So me and him share a stage together, and we just had a great con- uh, conversation at the Brian McKnight uh, show. So shout out to both of them because they were there. Um, I think Lucy's scared to come to the show. You think so? Nah, yeah, because she owes me a sign from a year ago, <laughs> and that space right there, and she still hasn't given it to me. And I give her shit every time I see oh her. Oh my god! And I just saw her at Pretty Little Poppy last week. But no, she, she's amazing. I, I love her and her husband. They do amazing work. She's they so do. busy because she's so yeah, dope. Yeah, she is. She's but she's dope. Yeah, That's why I've been saving that space for her. So I'm just waiting for my sign. All right, Luz, you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. I think now we're heading now, right? Oh, that's because you got somewhere to go. I do. <laughs> trying to leave. We're holding you hostage. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we out of here. Let you guys. the fun times roll. All you right. know, enjoy, that's your, why it's... enjoy your weekends, both of you yeah. ladies, and thanks again, thank Melissa. You. Appreciate you. Thank you guys. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. That's why it's doing it the gaudy way. Yes. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing it the gaudy way. The only way I know. There you yeah. go. All right, we out of here. Be All right, well. be well, y'all.